Well, here's where we're at. We've got about 15 minutes before we do the locals. Let's get into something we brought off at the top of the show, which is the second half of this show is going to be Reds-based. There are some good topics of conversation to be had about it. I do think that uh, there's going to be some people that probably hate what I say. There's going to be some people that maybe understand what I'm saying. And maybe some people are going to be jumping for joy for what I say. I have no idea what the, what the reaction will be. But I do have a strong opinion on it, so we'll get to that. But before we do, uh, the Cincinnati, well, we won't do free ads, of course. But we did have some renderings of a new arena, maybe possibly coming to Cincinnati. What does it mean if Cincinnati gets a new arena? Is there any chance in the world we get an NBA team? Is that a thing? Is that a possibility? There are some really wealthy people. There's some really wealthy people. Uh, Shakely is the name of one of them that want an NBA team in this city. The first thing that have to has that has to happen to get an NBA team at least is to have an arena. For those that didn't see, there are renderings out and about in the World Wide Web that we'll show you right now of what this arena could look like. Renderings always look so nice, don't they? Seems like the renderings almost look more nice than the actual facility itself. But as we go through, what could that possibly do for Cincinnati? And where could it possibly be? Well, they've come up with some opportunities to tell you where it could possibly be. And there you go. Fellas, as we look through this map, Casey, keep that on there for just a minute so the yep. viewers can see. There's a plethora of options. I don't know if one's better than the other. Um, and I know right now this is probably very, very, very early in the process. Heritage Bank Center, Heritage Bank Arena, whatever the hell they want to call it. That is the best spot. I don't know logistically from a building perspective, a contract, like contractor perspective, it's got to be the worst. Or if it's not the worst, it's got to be damn near close to the worst because you got to not only tear down Heritage Bank, you got to then figure out where those teams and concerts and all the things that you had planned for that said facility go. And on top of that, you got to tear it down and then rebuild. And I'm sure there's something that comes along the lines of what, you know, the Reds have to probably get involved, I would assume, at that standpoint when, with, yeah. with, with what that could possibly do to their business. And it, it turns into a little bit of, I would assume, red tape nightmare. Then you have a, an interesting location that we discussed here for just a second, which is the, uh, the casino location. I think that's my favorite one, fellas. I got to be honest. Do you have a favorite? I like, I mean, the, 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 the one I want would be the Heritage Bank Center. But I, like you said, logistically, I don't think it's even possible to, to tear that down and build something there. I don't, I don't know how it would work. So if I can't have that, then it would be the casino. I think the casino is in a very, very good spot. Would you, but in that scenario, you'd, you'd tear down the casino, right? No, it would, it no. would be like, uh, according to this, it would be a little down the street. The, the problem with the casino is I don't know if it would take out the parking lot there at the casino because it's kind of landlocked in by the by the interstates. The yeah. one site that I don't want it to go on is Longworth Hall for a couple of reasons. You know, most notably, I think that's one. I, I, I'm not too worried about that being the, the center of tailgating for Bengals games, but I just don't want something on that side of the on that side of I-75. Like that would be too far away from the city. 
I think you guys may be overplaying the Heritage Bank side. I mean, I mean, we're in the year of our Lord, 2023, and any in any of these spots that you put in these on this city, it's gonna like the Millennium Hotel site. I don't know if they've demolished. Someone tell me if they've demolished the Millennium Hotel, but then you're taking out a 30-story skyscraper as opposed to taking down, you know. I don't know if you guys remember when Great American Ballpark was built, but it was built in the outfield of Riverfront Stadium. Like they took out the outfield of Riverfront Stadium to build a new ball field. Like if we could do that 20 years ago, why can't we do something now? Like I, I, I guess I'm underplaying the Heritage Bank site. They wouldn't, they wouldn't suggest it unless it was a, a good spot, and it is obviously the best spot. I, I that's where I want it. That's where I want it, bar none, and I think we can do it. I just I. I think it might limit the size of the arena then because Heritage Bank isn't the biggest arena. Yeah, but sometimes I think, and again, this is where we certainly aren't contractors. I think that you can get fooled into thinking there's not enough space in certain places when there's, there's plenty of space. The only thing about Heritage Bank versus the Great America Ballpark Riverfront suggestion you just made is that there's really no el there's nowhere else to help build it while the other thing is intact, right? So, yes, they took out the outfield portion of riverfront but they still played games in there while they were building great american ballpark this would be impossible to build while you're still using the heritage bank center in any form of fashion so again we're not we're not the 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 resource that you should come to when it comes to trying to figure out all the logistics that come with this we're just trying to bring it to the forefront of your attention because if you like sports you like cincinnati you probably watch this show. If you like those two things and you watch this show, I at least want to let you know about the fact that they're considering it. It's a consideration. NBA team. We've talked about this before. and I don't, I, we uh, Trust me, on Off the Bench, you know this is the source of, of all of your NBA news. Is the NBA in Cincinnati, is it even a thought? Is it even something that the NBA would consider, considering they have a team in Indianapolis? Or is it just something we want to get excited about around here and act like it's a possibility? Or do you think it genuinely could possibly ever happen? I don't think the M NBA is ever brought up here in Cincinnati, and it's purely because we don't have an NBA team. It's the same way that in Salt Lake City, they probably don't talk about Major League Baseball all too often, or Portland, they probably don't talk about Major League Baseball all too often. But I fully believe, at least in, in my fandom, that I, I would get behind an NBA team and you know start considering it very seriously but i just just we just never had a team to worry about and maybe you can say that we've already got our basketball itch um because we have uc and xavier and uk and and all the local college basketball teams that maybe there's just not enough um fans to support an nba team but as as i'm saying from reed mouse would absolutely support an nba team I, i'd get fully behind them if if we did get one team here Fair enough. Uh, Shy Town with the super chat. Good reminder. It says reminder to support veteran-owned small businesses like mine. Thank you, Shy Town. Thank you for your Thank service. Thank you for your service. Um, I don't know. Would you get behind an NBA team? Of course I would. Yes. Do you think this city can support I it? I think. Yeah. I. I. I think that this city could easily support an NBA team. Yes, I do because I think NBA very much is a star-driven league and if it's it, even if the team wasn't very good right lebron and i know lebron's on the back end of his career and if he's on uh, if, if he's on a hole i think he's on hole 18 um 
but you still are, you're going to have the Steph Curry's, the Kevin Durant's, the 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 Kawhi Leonard's of the world coming through your city. People are going to want to watch that. People are going to want to see those players play. So even if you don't have a superstar or your team isn't what I would call, you know, great, I think it could support it. If and this is no disrespect to another city. I'm not trying to punch down by any stretch of the imagination what I'm getting ready to say right now. It's going to sound like that, but I'm really not trying to do that. If Detroit can support an NBA team while they also have a Major League Baseball team and they also have a uh, NFL team. NHL I, team as well. And, and an NHL team. I think the city of Cincinnati can do that. Yeah, I think Cincinnati, the Cincinnati sports area, I think we've we've passed – I don't want to say expectations, but I think Cincinnati, you, you grow up watching SportsCenter, you don't see the Bengals, you don't see the Reds. Maybe that's because they really haven't been relevant for a long time. But now the relevancy is all, all in Cincinnati. I think the NBA fans in Cincinnati would love it. I would love it. I would go to NBA games. It would probably, if I'm going to be honest, it would probably draw more attendance than the Reds, which is crazy. But that's, that's the world we live in. I think NBA games are infinitely more fun to go to as well. And not to mention that it opens up a door for everything too. It opens up having Final Four games in Cincinnati. It opens up giant concerts. It opens up everything. So it's not just an NBA team. It's you get to have literally whatever you want here, and that's and I think that's what this city is missing. Having the ability to have all those giant events here is what this city is missing. To push back on the Detroit comment, Detroit's twice the size of Cincinnati, so they wow. they have they have more people. Yeah, but to, that city's kind of gross. To help, and it was the. Yeah. It was the wealthiest city in the world in, like, the 1960s. So. Well, it's not the 1960s anymore, is it, Reed? Uh, Drew <laughs> Garrison. Drew Garrison says the Cincinnati Royals take on the Indiana Pacers live Friday at Chatterbox Arena in Cincinnati. It just rolls off the tongue. Drew, I would be that would be nice. That would mean Chatterbox is uh, doing doing uh, good things if that ever becomes a thing. Although, if I, say, if, I, if I could say something, I would love to make it a, uh, a coliseum. I feel like that would be uh, – it's just something about a coliseum that sounds a little more uh, – classy than an arena gardens. chatterbox coliseum i like the garden you, 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 he likes the gardens but i feel like the gardens if we're being honest it just feels like you're just kind of uh i don't know you're, you're the, rin of, the rendering has grass on top of the stadium yeah do you see those the trees arena. were those it, white oaks it's the hanging it's the hating garden gardens of babylon i mean it's it's the gardens <laughs> there was a cincinnati gardens it just didn't make it did it didn't do well is cincinnati gardens still around am i am i being oh god it, no that, yeah that got that got demolished yeah yeah cincinnati gardens Hmm. I don't know. I, I do think I do think uh, I do think that the this city could support an NBA team. However, I'm starting to wonder if they can support an MLB team. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I wasn't gonna say it. Um, we got a mailbag. Do you want to do mailbag? I think that's what time it is. We'll do a mailbag. Why not? Without further ado, it's the mailbag question of the day. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. It's time for the Chatterbox Mailbag. And again, each question comes from a second grader from around the tri-state area. Today, we have little Simon and Mrs. Garfunkel's class. Second grade class, Mrs. Garfunkel, and this is little Simon. He has a question regarding the Bengals. My daddy said he was going to set me up with a Roth IRA account to start investing in my future. But instead, 
Sorry. But instead, lost his ass on Bengals minus three and a half. Three and a, three and a half. What a, what Clean a it up. What a mouth Hold on. Hold on. This is serious. Hold on. Hold on. Little Simon. Little Simon's making me laugh. I'm going to reread the question. I didn't do him, I didn't do him justice there. My, da <laughs> my daddy said he was going to set me up with a Roth IRA account to start investing in my future. But instead, lost his ass on Bengals minus three and a half. We now have to sell my my basketball sneakers. Little Simon asks, the Bengals are allowing 4.9 yards a carry, and our quarterback is injured. How are we supposed to win football games under these conditions? P.S. My daddy loves Bengals minus two and a half, two and a half on Monday. So little Simon. Well, what I would tell little Simon first and foremost, uh, you, 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 you have this thing called a 1-800 gambler. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, please call it. Uh, that would be the the first sign of opportunity to be able to to be able to pass that along uh, to his father. Uh, the second thing would be as simple as this. I we talked about this yesterday. The Bengals. I think if you're if you're someone, which I think is almost every single Bengals fan believed and should have believed that this Bengals team had every right to be Super Bowl favorites. They were a Super Bowl roster. You heard it around here. You heard it everywhere. This roster is as good as they've ever had. There's no way you can convince me that just because Joe Burrow goes down that you can't find a way to scratch out a few wins against your next four opponents if you have a Super Bowl roster. Usually, a Super Bowl roster has a good defense. That is... The question of the day. Does this Cincinnati Bengals team have a defense that is Super Bowl quality? Because like it or not, I said this yesterday, I'll say it again. I think the Cincinnati Bengals have had almost all of their success because of their defense. It's been masked by big stars. Those big stars are Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Do we include Irv Smith on this? No. But I don't know if this defense is what they used to be or not. Let Lou cook. We used to say that all the time here last year. I guess that's the question I have around the room. This defense has been slept on far too often in this city. I think it gets brought up. Yes, it gets brought up. I'm not suggesting for a second that, it, that the fans don't say you have a good defense. I'm not suggesting that the reason that, that Lou even has a name, and by Lou, I mean Lou, Lou Armadillo, of course. Uh, he has a name in this city for a reason because it, it does get brought up. I just wonder if it's never been it's never been talked about in this city like it's been the reason that the, the, the Bengals win. It's talked about like it's, it's a good compliment to Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in this high-flying offense. When in reality, you peel back the onion a little bit, I start to question, it was the defense all along that carried the weight. In the offense, yes, they have playmakers, but they were just a part of the ride. 
You push back. You don't agree with that. Listen, you, you, the, you don't like that. Listen, the idea that the defense is the reason that we've been successful over the over the past two years is is half true because it's half of the team, and it, it's crazy that you're sitting here going that the, the the defense is the only reason that the Bengals have been successful over the past two years, and we don't give them enough credit. And then when the Bengals do last year, start talking about man, our defense is really good. Our defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo is fantastic. You sit here and go, they're like, I don't want to hear about Lou Anarumo anymore he did this last year all season long when we start giving the defense credit second half touchdowns is a joke go ahead but i mean it, it was true um but to, to sit here and for us to give lou anarumo credit and then you to discount it and then one year later go i don't think you guys are giving the defense credit is absolutely asinine and then the second part that i have to say is to say that the defense is the only reason the Bengals have been successful when joe burrow has passed for 9,000 yards the past two years for Joe Burrow to break franchise passing records in back-to-back -back seasons is absolutely asinine. The team is loaded on both sides. And the question is, I think that we haven't seen the defense play up to snuff, but is that because there's too many holes in the defense right now? Or is that just because the defense has played two of the best rushing attacks in the league for weeks one and two? That answer, I don't know. But to say that we don't give the defense enough credit is crazy. And to say that the defense is the only reason that the Bengals have been successful for the past two years is also crazy. Yeah, I, I would just like to add – oh, oh, I forgot. Oopsie. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oopsie. No, My no. Bad. My bad. Hold on. Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. And let's uh... – oh. Oh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay, I'm here. Uh, yeah, I would just like to add on to that just by saying I think part of the issue is we've been so accustomed to having a top like 10 front seven. They've just not played like it. And to be fair, to be fair, they've played the two best rushing attacks in football for the most part. Browns and Ravens are pretty darn good. Right. And on top of that, they're getting a lot of a lot of snaps. The offense has just not been good enough, and the defense has been out there at a extreme, extreme rate. And our guys like Sam Hubbard, B.J. Hill, D.J. Reader, Trey Hendrickson, they are currently all on pace to break their single-season snaps per season. Like, I mean, by a lot. Combined, it's like 603 snaps in total, which is just outrageous. They need more production from guys – that are like Miles Murphy, Zach Carter, um, you know, guys that are the rotational pieces when Osai gets back. When they get those guys going, I think maybe they'll have a better time. But as of right now, they're just not where they need to be. They need to, they need to get into regular season form, and it's just not there yet. The, de the defense will play better. They will play better this year. But – Going back to, to Trey saying that we haven't given the defense enough credit, we, we give them plenty of credit. Last year, in, in 2022, the Bengals were 16th, right smack dab in the middle, in yards allowed per game. That was their defense. Their offense, on the other hand, was top seven in the league. So, to, to, once again, to, to, for anyone that says that the defense is the reason that the Bengals have had success is one thing and one thing only. They are just trying to discredit Joe Burrow in this offense. That's all it is. They're tired of hearing how great Joe Burrow is, but it's, the reason we talk about how great Joe Burrow is is because he is great. Didn't play great the first week. 
Didn't play great for the first two quarters on Sunday, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That's the reason that we talk about him all the time, not because we, we love him, which we do. It's because it's true. It is true. Now we've had a lot of defensive success in the, in the postseason. Don't let me forget that because we've gotten plenty of timely turnovers. But yeah. anybody that tells you that the defense has played better than the offense over the past two years is wrong, and they're only saying that because they want to discredit Joe Burrow. That's all cute and well, but the only time that really everybody really cares about what the uh, what the outcomes are at the, at the end of it and the thing that everybody remembers is the playoffs. And I'm um, looking at the playoffs right now, and uh, let's see here. Opponents scored 17 points, 10 points, 23 points, 19 points, 16 points, 24 points, 23 points. They just don't give up a lot of points. On the other side of the ball, this this offense that everybody that, that rants and raves about has not scored more than what is it, twenty seven points in a playoff game. Now again, twenty seven points is 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 okay, but I wouldn't say that's what's carrying the load. We promised you Reds talk at eleven o'clock. We're a little beyond that. Why? Because it's locals at eleven. And if you know anything about locals at 11, it means two things. One, we get, to, we get to highlight our great sponsors, like United Dairy Farmers, of course. That's who this show is brought to you by. And you get to hear Casey's eloquent voice as he does those ad reads. But first and foremost, you get the weather. Because where else are you going to turn to find the weather? We'll send it to you, Elliot. It's time for the weather. How's everybody doing? Hey, hey, hey. Listen, I haven't had to change this graphic in a week and a half. It's going to be, is it going to be low of 52, high of 75? Probably something around there. Casey, flash the graphic. Boom. Look at this. Watch this. Boom. All right. So it's a beautiful day in Cincinnati. I woke up with a lot of fog today, Chip. Um, the, I, I really couldn't see. We in the meteorologist community, we call that a cloud has fallen. So really what happens there is a cloud falls from the sky and it lands around your area. I drove through a big cloud. It was really all my way to work today. It was about a 40-minute cloud. So I don't know how that uh, fluctuates there. So uh, much like the national media's prediction for the, uh, for the Reds this season, low 50, high 77, something like that. Go outside at lunch today. Have yourself a day. It's nice outside. If you didn't bring a jacket this morning, I bet you're really chilly. Chirp. That's, 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 that's me being cold, right? So you're going to go through your day. You're going to have a nice day. It's pleasant. It's perfectly pleasant. We're, we're going to transition into the seasons from cold to warm or, or from warm to cold here soon. So you're going to have to deal with that. Other than that, I've had a cough for four months. Again, there's no really way to, to, to characterize that. There's no graph for it. Other than the fact that in Canada, they've had a bunch of wildfires, right? I know you're saying, Elliot, this is Cincinnati. This is Hamilton, Ohio. We don't care about that. Listen, it's important to me and it's important to you. Uh, the wildfires have created a toxic mutant allergy that has gone into my system and I can't get rid of it for four months. I have been to the doctor twice. I've been to the doctor two times. He's given me allergy medicine. He's given me inhalers. Nothing's working. Not a thing is working. I told him I'm a professional meteorologist. I've seen this weather outside. It's sunny. It's not too cold. It's perfect weather. I should be having fun. I'm not having any fun. But you should have some fun. So go outside today. Go outside today if you haven't been struck by the mutant allergy that came from Canada. We'll call it Tim Horton disease. Go, go outside. Have yourself a day. That's the weather. That's all I've got. It could rain tonight. It could. But the weather's going to change throughout the entire day. It doesn't matter. Uh, other than that, back to you, Chip.
All right, you heard it here first. Uh, 75 and sunny. Low of 52. I don't know if that's laziness on our graphics department or if that's just been what the actual weather has for the last whatever it's been. Well, actually, week and a half. Back real quick. Actually, that's a good point that he brought up there. Well, well, no, that's okay. We can we do it. Yeah, we'll we'll use a different background here. So that's the best part about weather. It's that what I say doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter because whatever's whoever you feel outside, that's the weather. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be low of fifty, high of seventy until I say otherwise. That's the greatest part because if you know you have a phone, you can just check it. You don't have to wait for me. You just check it on your phone. Why are you watching the news? You just check it on your phone. Is it gonna be cold? Is it gonna be warm? I don't know. I don't know. Is the is the weather gonna go to seventy eight instead of seventy five? Who gives? I don't care. Do you care, Chip? No, Chip doesn't care. Come on. 75, 52, 48, 78. Who cares? Weather doesn't matter. Go outside. All right. Well, <laughs> what are you supposed to say to that? 78, 75. Who cares? Sounds like gold jacket, green jacket. You know the rest. It's a kid show. All right. Well, we have some people that are local supporters of our show. Local businesses that make this whole thing possible it allows elliot to buy an 80 dollars suit and decide that he's not going to return it he's just going to wear it every day on the show until he gets his 80 dollars worth right. and i got news for him he better work here a long time to get his monies out of that but without further ado because i'm going to keep saying that word until i get it right casey mcallister with your local ads thanks chip the Bengals Report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data center world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing modules to improve efficiency and... Productivity. Productivity! Productivity! <laughs> Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. <laughs> Potty water. Have you heard of this? The new premium alkaline water. Made right here in Hamilton, Ohio. Uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that most water brands use. The result is a great tasting water. The best tasting water in the world. You can visit Pawnee Water at P-A-H-H-N-I-Water.com. That's P-A-H-H-N-I-Water.com to see where you can buy this great-tasting great water. Get your coffee from UDF. Get your technology solutions from Encore. Buy Pawnee Water to drink that amazing water. And bet on Betfred, the best sports book in the world. Yeah, it is really good water. It's a natural limestone filtration for me, guys. Trace? It's <laughs> this show is so stupid. It's the dumbest show out, man. I mean, I, I don't know if it's funny or bad or both. I think it is both, but you know what? We're hoping Tom's back soon too, Mouse Cop. Trust me, I've been praying every single night for Tom's health. Your boy's running on fumes. I'll tell you why I'm running on fumes. Because I get home last night. And I decided I wasn't going to go to the ball game because you know what? We have a show to do and I want to make sure that I'm on that show as much as humanly possible because when I'm not on that show, there's a little more heavy lifting that uh, Nick Kirby has to do. And when I tell you that I was disappointed last night, um, that would be a little bit of an understatement. 
am I am I am I am I wanting to be a gatekeeper here? Am I wanting to say that you're a bad fan if you don't go to games? Of course not. I'm not suggesting that for a half a second. I'm just suggesting that if there's how many people even live in the suburbs within a 20 minute, 25 minute, 30 minute drive of Cincinnati? I don't know the answer right off the top of my head, but I venture to say we're in the millions. We're in the millions. Last night, the attendance was reported at 15,000. If there was 5,000, I'd be surprised. Casey, I don't know if you have a picture of last night's attendance. But please, please put that up there. Here we go. Here it comes. This doesn't even show the upper deck, which is completely empty. And on top of that, this is in the third inning. The third inning. Now, I know that there's excuses everywhere. And by God, some of these excuses are valid. I am not suggesting for a second that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this person on my high horse here, naive to everything under the sun when it comes to what the possibilities are as to why you can't get to the ballpark. I have three kids. They're all in school. Obviously, we, we have a, a, a work here. More times than not, we have things that we have to go do that are outside of the hours of, of, of 9 to 5. And perhaps there's times where yesterday, Elliot wanted to go to the game. He just couldn't because he had, to, he had work. Casey was working. Reed was working. I stayed home because I wanted to do the show, like I said, at night. So everybody in this room, none of us were there. If you want to use that as the reason as to why I can't bring up why I'm a little bit sad because there's only, I don't know, 3,000 fans there. When there's five home games left now, when your favorite franchise and team, maybe it's not even your favorite franchise anymore because of what the ownership group said. I get that answer too. I understand all of it. I've seen every, and I'm going to call them what they are. They're excuses. I'm going to call it, I've seen every excuse there is. And you know what? Every single excuse that I've seen has a little bit of truth and validity to it. But we're talking about 5,000 people here, man. You can't go around bragging about how big of a baseball city you live in and how great the Reds fan base is when that's what we just produced when the team was supposed to win 64 games and they're literally on the doorsteps of a playoff race. And oh, by the way, you want to add in the fact that Joey Votto has five games left now in your entire life at Great American Ballpark. If you want to convince yourself and put blinders on and tell yourself that he's, that he's going to come back next year, be my guest. Be my guest. But you'd be wrong. This isn't about Joey Votto. This isn't about whether they should keep him. This isn't about any of that. What this is about is the truth. And the truth is, is Joey Votto will not be back here next year. Period. There is no way in the world he comes back. Now, that might be sobering. 
that might be, oh, Trace, he's just, you know what, I can't stand when Trace gets on this day. He acts like he's right about it. How many times, I would ask you, have I been wrong when I've sat here and I've been this, this passionate about something specific? How many times has it been wrong? I dare you to go find it. I'm telling you, this is it for Joey Votto. He barely is able to stay healthy this year. He's had to take multiple IL stints. He's not hitting all that well. But you know what? He can carry this team for a short amount of time. He is still a Hall of Fame player. He still is the best hitter in Reds history. And I'll continue to say that. But to sit here and act like, for one half second, that he will be here next year is lying to yourself. And it's hard for me to stomach when I look out at the broadcast and it legitimately looks like the Reds are 30 games back. Meanwhile, in St. Louis, and you can give me all the excuses you want. I don't care. I don't want to hear them. The St. Louis Cardinals are like 30 games out of first place. Adam Wainwright, just the other night, goes out and pitches his final time at Bush Stadium. Was it a sellout crowd? No. But I'd be venture to guess that there was at least, at least, two, maybe, you could convince me, three times the amount of people at Bush Stadium. Now I hear you. You're probably saying, well, Trace, look at the history of the Cardinals. Look how long that they've had a, a good winning team. And look at the Reds. Okay. And how's it ever going to fix itself? How's that ever going to be the answer? How is the answer to get a better franchise, to get an ownership group to buy in, to want to spend money? How is the answer ever to not spend money? And by not spend money, I mean not go to the ballpark. Now, I'm not saying if you can't afford to go to the ballpark, that's a completely different topic. And I completely understand that. For someone that grew up poor, and I did, and now you might not believe me, but I did, I understand why and how some just feasibly can't go to the game. I also understand when you live four hours away, two hours away, hell, even an hour and a half away, on a Monday night, you can't go to the games. Understood. Completely understand. But to sit here and brag is the part I have a problem with. You can't do it. You cannot brag that you're a baseball town and that is what is produced when you have five games left with the greatest player in your generation, more than likely, left. <clears throat> and on top of that, the team, oh, by the way, is legitimately in a playoff spot fighting with four other teams for two spots and they have every right to believe they could go to the postseason and that's what's produced. If you want to make excuses for the fan base, go ahead. I'm a part of it. I'll consider myself a part of the problem. I didn't go. But as I said before, when I do a show every night, I feel obligated to not be able to go. I have to make decisions that I can't go to the game when I want to go to the game because Quite honestly, it's my job to not go to the game so I can be ready right when the game's over to do a show at night that a lot of people care about. Now, I'm not suggesting that for a second that I'm more important than somebody else, because I'm not. 
I'm truly not. But I'm also not going to turn around and have somebody look at me and say, well, what, what, what have you done? Have you gone to the games? I don't know. The company that, 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 that we work here with, we, we rented out the river deck. We, quite honestly, overpaid for that. But you know what? I love it because I love the Reds, and I also love the community that we've built. And, I, and I'd love to go to the games. But to sit here and make excuses for, for us as a fan base, and I'm, I'm including me in this, all of us, and act like that's acceptable, seems wild to me. That seems wild. I, yeah, I, and and, 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 and to, to finish my point before you go, Elliot, is the only real reason I'm pissed, truly, because I'm, the only reason I'm really pissed about it is because the same people right around January and February will turn around and want to look you square in the face and say this team should have spent more money in the offseason. And on top of that, they should. this is a baseball town. This is a baseball. This is one of the best baseball towns in the country. Okay, prove it. That's, the, that, that's where I'm at. Yeah, so I want to. Uh, there's a couple points there. There's a lot of people in the chat misconstruing what you're saying, and, and I get their point. If you're not at the game, don't preach about it. Trace hosts arguably the most popular Reds podcast. I would say there's nobody uh, a bigger ambassador of the Re Cincinnati Reds than Trace and Nick Kirby. So that's got to stop there. But if, if you look at the attendance, right, and I'm not going to say anything because I didn't go to the game last night, right? I was busy. I couldn't go to the game. I will say I go to about 20 games a year. I go to about 20 Reds games a year. I mean, I, I, that's a significant financial commitment I, I give out to, the, to Bob and Phil Castellini, who I don't particularly like. I don't like, I don't like the Castellinis. I don't. I personally do not like them. It pains me to give them my money. But I'm going to go to 20 games a year. I don't know how much money that is with parking, food, and everything. It's probably a, about $1,000 I give the Cincinnati Reds a year. So... I'm not going to sit here and say that I don't go to games, but at the we have to have more people. There has to be more people because all those people that don't go to the games, they're on Twitter bitching and yelling about everything. So if, you, if, you're, if you're not going to go to the games, if you're not going to make a commitment, and I know it's not for everybody. Some people live 45 minutes away. It's, it's not a viable option for a lot of people when these games start at 640. That's, an, that's a whole other issue. But the Reds right now, I mean, this is a miracle season. And we had, if, if, if we want to say there was 15,000 there last night, you're, you're joking. It's, it's not a serious comment. There wasn't 15,000 people in the stadium. There was about probably 8,000 people there. There's no other city in a playoff race right now that's doing that. There's not. There's just not. There's 10 games left of this season. We were predicted to be horrible. We have outperformed any expectation possible. Rookies have carried us. This has been one of the best, coolest, most fun seasons of all time. And on a Monday night, when every game's a must win with 10 to go, we have 8,000 people there. And again, I can't say anything about yesterday. I wasn't there. I know Fred was in the chat saying it. I know other people in the chat are saying it. If you're not there, you can't speak up. But we in this room go to a lot of Reds games combined, I'd say. I'll tell you so this it's right not, now. It's, it's, go ahead. I'll tell you this right now. I, I see some of the comments, and that's full and fat. And you know what? I knew that was going to come. Oh, you didn't go to the game. You can't talk. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to be dead honest with you. I'll look you square in your face. I spent $5,000 out of our own pocket at Chatterbox Sports. And when Chatterbox Sports has their own bank pool at the end of the year, I can take from it. $5,000 is the extra money that we had to spend to get the river deck. That's how much money we lost, okay, at Great American Ballpark. That's also not counting the t-shirts we gave away for damn near free. On top of that, right, 
I do do about an hour and a half show every single night that many people enjoy. And does that mean that I have to be there every single night? No. But when Nick Kirby, I mean, when he decides he's going to do a two-hour show every night and take time away from his family, yes, I do feel obligated when I tell a guy before the season starts, let's do every single game, that I should be there for as many games as humanly possible. And that requires me not to go down to the games. If you don't think that I'm not invested in the team, that all Trace will put your money where your mouth is, it's the most ridiculous take I've ever seen in my life. And on top of that, I'll, I'll take you one step farther. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. Not that, I'm gonna, not that I need to prove it to, to the Hoosier daddies of the world or whoever else, because that's irrelevant. I could care less about that. But what I do care about is this. I do care when I look at a game, and, and it's a meaningful game, and it's an, it's an embarrassment to the city, if we're being honest, that there's 3,000 people there. It was a nationally televised game last night. There's literally 3,000 people in the stands. There will be more people that go to a high school Friday night football game over the course of one of these next few Friday nights than there was a Great American Ballpark in a pennant race with Joey Votto, who you and I, and we all agree, is probably the greatest Reds player that we might see in our lifetime his last five games. And you want to convince me that I shouldn't be upset as a fan? I don't understand the logic there. If you want to convince yourself that all Trace is a silver spoon kid and all these other things, go ahead, be my guest. Keep making excuses for yourself. Keep making excuses as to why I feel the way I feel. I'm upset, not at you specifically, not at anyone specifically, but collectively, that has to be better. And if you don't think so, then it's never going to be better as a Cincinnati Reds fan because you're never going to be able to go get free agents. You're never going to be able to spend money. And the things that Phil and Bob said are true. Like it or not, that is true. I know you hate, I know you might hate me for saying that, but you cannot put... 3,000 people in the seats in a pennant race and convince somebody, Elliot, that has a lot of money that they should spend a ton of money to try to get their ball club in a pennant race when there's no reward on the back end outside of just winning. And you know what? I would love our ownership group just to want to win. That would be awesome. But you know what? They're not. So I'm telling you, it was just disheartening when I look at a team across the way in St. Louis who I know has an unbelievable fan base. And all I'm saying is this, don't tell me we're a baseball town like St. Louis is a baseball town anytime soon because I don't believe it. And that might be hard to hear. You can hate me for saying it. And you know what? You're no better of a Reds fan than I am. I will be going to the rest of the games. I will go down to every single game. If that's what makes you think that I'm different, I will go to every single one. And I know some people can't financially afford to do it because I used to be that person. But I was also in high school, and in high school I did one thing. I didn't have a lot of money, and my collective friend group didn't have a ton of money. But we also loved the Cincinnati Reds, so we fever pitch styled it. We got 12 of us as a friend group. We all bought season tickets. We drafted right down the line. We got to pick the season tickets that we went to, and we fever pitch styled it. So I will put my money where my mouth is. In fact, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy season tickets for the Reds. And I'm going to buy season tickets as a group here at Chatterbox. And I'm going, to, I'm going to put on our website your ability, and I'm not saying you specifically, but someone, if they want to be in the Chatterbox section of the season tickets that we buy, you can purchase, call it 50 bucks, and that'll get you, and we won't make a single dollar from this. This is strictly just giving people an opportunity to be a part of a group because this team will make the postseason soon, Elliot. Yep. This, team, this team will make the postseason, 
And if they make a World Series, there's a lot of people that care about the Reds that won't be, a, won't be able to afford to go because season ticket holders get privilege over, over everybody else. And the secondary market for those said tickets is going to be extremely expensive. But if we create a group and you get the ability to buy the tickets at face value, then ultimately if you're within the group, you have a chance to get those much at a much higher likelihood otherwise. So I'm going to do that too. Those are the two things I'm going to do. Now, I know it sounds like I'm preaching that I'm better than someone else. I'm not suggesting that for a single second. And if that's the way you want to take it, that's your prerogative, not mine. But what I am saying is if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan and you think that last night was okay, then I just can't agree with it. Am I being crazy? I'm willing to let someone talk me off the ledge and say, Trace, you're just being, you're being ridiculous. I'm just mad and upset that we as a fan base beg and plead year after year in the offseason. I just want a team that can play meaningful baseball in September. I want a team that might make the postseason. I want to get to October. I want to be the Cardinals. I want to be whoever else it is that you may think has a good franchise. And that is what you put out when you're right there at the doorstep of a playoff race with five games left of your favorite player more than likely for the Cincinnati Reds. If you want to convince yourself he has more than five games at Great American Ballpark, be my guest, but he's gone. I'm going to go appreciate it, and I'm sorry, but I will go to the next five games down there. Every single one of them. Yeah, I'll be there tonight. If anybody wants to, if anybody, we can take over a whole section. God knows there won't be enough people there to fill up a section. So everybody will go down there tonight. We'll meet up. If you don't want to go, that's fine. But I'll be there uh, with some of my friends, we'll, and we'll see what we do. Reds, Reds need fans right now. It's, this is the most exciting time. I make fun of the Cubs. I make fun of their, their poverty franchise. Here's the thing about the Cubs. They have 60,000 people wanting to go to a game every single night. There's about 40,000 people that go every single night. When I went to that, when I went to that game on, what was that, a Tuesday? Yep. That, or Wednesday? Whenever we went. Whenever I went with Reed in a, in a regular season game in August, it was, it was an electric factory. It was sold out. Everybody was standing up, cheering, having a good time. They, they, know, how to, they know how to have a baseball team. They know how to support their team. The Reds, if I'm going to be honest, they haven't done it a whole lot over the past 10 years. I, I know there hasn't been much to celebrate. I get it. I understand it. I, I think I don't, I don't agree with the Castellinis, but that's, that's whatever. Attendance has risen this year. Uh, it's, it's risen significantly. It's been one of the major changes in baseball. If you look at the attendance numbers throughout the year, there have been more people going to Reds games. But this is the most important time to go. This is, it's 10 o'clock. There's 10 games left. It's 640. Tickets aren't expensive still. I mean, these are, these are borderline playoff games every series, and they're still $12. And here's the thing about this. You buy the nosebleeds, which is what I'll be doing tonight. I'll be buying the cheapest ticket possible, and I'll be having the best seats in the house. I'll be moving all the way down, 10 rows up from the field. So go do that. It's not, it's not like, again, I know it's, if you're 45 minutes away, an hour away, I get it. Yeah, that, that's a more than a fair point. I, Mr. Moe said he lives two hours away. You can't go. I mean, that's, 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 that's obvious. But to sit here and say that there's only 3,000 people at the stadium because there's people that live too far away, there's kids at school and all that, like, I mean, come on. Come on. I'm looking at the tickets right now. If you want to go to the Joey Votto's last home game, he'll ever play at Great American Ballpark. And I see people in the chat saying, well, how do you know that? How do you know that? Guys, take the blinders off. Take them off. It's a $7 million buyout or whatever the hell it is. He's hitting like 210. He's got his replacement staring right at him. CES is his name. Does it mean I think that he shouldn't play right now? No. It's almost like just because you tell the truth, you hate somebody. 
I love Joey Votto. These things end. They happen all the time. Not everybody gets to go out like Peyton Manning. And I would argue Peyton Manning went out pretty bad. He won a Super Bowl, but he wasn't a very good quarterback, was he? You name me the last superstar that has gone out on top when he was playing at his peak level. You can count them on one hand. The rest of them, there's more than likely going to be a regression there to where at some point, it's just, you have to go. I don't mean to sit here and sound prude. I don't mean to sit here and sound like I know more than you or any of those. Joey Votto is not getting picked up. It's sobering. It might stink. It might suck. Whatever term you want to use, go ahead and use it. The guy was on the IL to start the year. He's been abysmal at times this year. He's hit the IL again of late. And lately, he just came back off the IL. And he's played. He's played okay. And I hope he gets higher than a firecracker. I hope the SOB hits 12 home runs throughout the remainder of the season and the postseason. But no matter what he does, he will not be around next year because he is a not a part of the future unless something crazy happens. If he wants to take league minimum and waive the buyout clause in his contract, maybe. But that's not going to happen. Joey Votto had some comments last night. Here's what he had to say. I don't think that. I don't think about that. You know, I've, I've had moments where it's crossed my mind. And, um, you know, the nice thing about, about playing competitive ball is, like, you're, you're, you're thinking about um, today's game and performing well. And, yeah, I, as far as you're so caught up in, in, in the game, the, the competition that day. And it feels like this past year plus for me personally, and I'll tangent kind of speaking personally, has been um, like gone by really quickly. It's been a whirlwind. You know, I feel like uh, since leaving surgery, I've either been rehabbing or, or tr attempting to get back into games or being in games and trying to find, you know, find a competitive style uh, while also doing the rehab, while also kind of not new normaling, but like getting trying to get back to a a strong place physically. And so um, it's just gone by so quickly. And as far as uh, this being a last uh, homestand, you know, I, I just, you know, if that's the case, I can't do anything about, I don't want to say I can't do anything about that, but I just, I'm having a really good time playing in, in, in really meaningful baseball with like some fun teammates. And so, However it shakes out, I'm good. I'm good. I just want to help out. I just want to play. I've, all I've ever wanted to do is play. It's the most important thing to me. Um. If you want to see the guy's last game at home, it's on Sunday, September 24th at 1.40. I'm looking at different ticket outlets right now. No free ads. But the bleacher seats right now, section 404, $4.00. 
Those are four different sets of tickets that you can get for those prices. I don't know if it's been publicly said enough because I think there's been a lot of media members that don't want to, they don't want to do it. They don't want to say what it is, which is Joey Votto's final season. It sucks. It's just a part of the deal, though. Yes, I'm a, yes, yes, I have been a fan of teams where this has happened before. It never ends great. The ride is awesome, but it never ends great. Especially when you have one guy who wants to still play and you have a franchise that just realizes that there's options behind that just make more sense. And that's what we have here. I'm not suggesting for a second that you're not a great fan if you don't go to any games. What I am suggesting is that we can't walk around boasting our chest and, 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 and acting like we're bigger and better as a baseball city than anyone else. That's where my real frustration comes from. Because I think we walk around and we talk about something that we're not. I'm as big of a Reds fan as there is. I've put a lot of time, effort, and energy and they're trying to produce as much content as we possibly can for the Cincinnati Reds this year. And I'm proud of what we've done. Nick Kirby has been a big reason as to why we've done that. I don't want to act like it's me because it's not a lot about me either. But I have a job to do every night, and that's to do a post-game show every single night. And I'm going to continue to try to do that the best I can. But I'm not going to sit here and allow people to act like, well, you don't, you don't, you don't really invest in the team. Well... If I say anything otherwise, you'll think I'm basically just bragging about what I've done or this, that, and the other. And that's really not what my goal is with this. My goal was to say, let's stop calling ourselves one of the best baseball towns in the country when, objectively, that can't be true if that's what we're going to get when we're five games away from the end of the season at Great American Ballpark and the team sits right on the cusp of the playoffs. If you want to make excuses about the ticket prices, go ahead. You can get ticket prices for five bucks right now. If you want to tell me that the that the, that the beer and the uh, the food or whatever costs fifty dollars when you get in the ballpark, well, I got news for you. You're allowed to take food into the stadium. You can take drinks into the stadium. If you want to tell me you hate the Castellinis, that's fine. I understand that argument as well. I'm not naive to that. You want to tell me that the, this this franchise hasn't been loyal to you? They haven't won enough games. That's fine. But I'll tell you who has been loyal. Spencer, Joey, TJ, Will, Tyler, Alexis, that's why I would go down there. For the dudes that just strapped it up, that were told they were going to suck. They were called every which name in the book before the season started. A bunch of minor leaguers, a bunch of prospects that haven't proven nothing. And all they've done is give me, at least me, maybe not you, but they've given me one of the best rides I've been on to watch a professional franchise in my whole entire life. I feel like the least that I can do is to go try to support them. 
So I'm going to go support them. You want to call me a fraud for not going to the games? I'll go to every one of them. I don't give a damn. It's not even about that as much as it, again, to be clear, is about the fact of the matter is, is we have got to be better than what we showed last night. Collectively, it has to be better. Uh, so this is, I guess, if you want to call it that, an official announcement. We will be buying season tickets to a specific spot. We'll do the chat poll question of the day right now. If we were to get a group of season tickets, we're going to have two different questions. We're going to do 10 minutes on one, 10 minutes on another one, considering we have 20 minutes left in the show. First 10 minutes are going to be what section? We're not going to do Diamond Club because, quite honestly, I don't think it's realistic financially for a lot of people. We're not going to probably even do the lower level because, on it, again, again, to be clear, financially, I don't know if it's realistic. Yes, I'm okay with the outfields. I think, uh, and I'm open to, I'm open to discussion. I just think that a ticket price, anything more than forty bucks a ticket, seems to be getting into a spot where that is a little tough financially to, to muster, perhaps. Um. Maybe I'll try to lighten the mood around here a little bit, considering I, I just went full-fledged uh, pitchfork for 20 minutes. But if you go to the stadium, what's the best value in the stadium? We won't go to Reed first, because I feel like it's, it won't put him in a tough spot there. But, but Elliot, your, your, favorite spot, your favorite spot in the stadium, I would actually go, for me, the mezzanine. Mezzanine is the one right below middle, the top, right? Middle, yep, yeah, it's the one in the middle. It's only down the third base line because the other side's the clubs. Yeah. I My personal favorite is the – It's I think it's section 404, I want to say. It's it's the okay. little section – it's, it's, it's in the third deck, but it's the little section below it. It's kind of separated off a little bit. It goes all around the, the stadium there. Yep. It's it's just that little section. I think it's, it's going to be cheap prices. It's a great view. My favorite spot in the stadium is I like sitting in the outfield. I like sitting in the sun, moon deck. So, All right, so we have – we got the uh, view level. Casey, these are your options. View level slash – I've got the price. How about this? View level dash home plate because that's – I mean, view level all the way out in the outfield is much, much different than yeah. having view level right behind home plate. So we'll do view level dash home plate. We'll do mezzanine. We'll do outfield. And we'll do – um, let's just, let's, I mean, I'm, I'm, can I say no view level? Cause we only got four options, right? Casey, how many options are you allowed to do? Four, four options. You want the prices? What are the, what's the chat popping? What's the, is the chat saying we need to do something? Um, they're saying 400 a lot. All right. We'll do, we'll do 400 level. We'll do mezzanine. I feel like the, I feel like the mezzanine's a 400. Everything, but, everything besides ahead. the infield box is well. Um, if you're looking at like down the line, it's twenty two hundred bucks per ticket for the season. The sun and moon decks twenty two hundred bucks for the season. The mezzanines two thousand um, dollars. If you look at view level and bleachers, it's about a thousand dollars for the season. So, so yeah. What is that? Would that would twenty two hundred bucks be divided by eight? Twenty two divided by eight. That's like thirty bucks a ticket for the season. So that's that's when you're looking at like down the line in the sun and moon deck. But if you get inside the box, like infield box is forty three hundred dollars a ticket. That's way too expensive. And then the field box is twenty eight hundred dollars a ticket, which I'd still say is too expensive. But you you look down the terrace line, sun moon deck, terrace outfield, mezzanine. Those are all around two thousand dollars. 
It's all about, it's all about value, right? Um, Fred says he's in section 103. Come sit with him. Oh, Fred, I'll tell you what, I might. I might. Um, all right, to be clear, what, what are we doing here? We're doing 400. Outfield, mezzanine, and view level home plate. I'm thinking about changing view level of home plate to uh, to to infield box just because. Right, be curious. Yeah, do that. Has it ever been weird to you that the the numbering of the the section starts in left field and wraps around? Like sitting behind home plates, like 120, as opposed to being like 101. And like most stadiums, they do like odds are on one side, evens are on the other, and they start at home plate and they go out. I've, it's always bothered me that like you get a ticket for like 104 and you're like dang, I got really good seats, and you get there, and you're like, oh, wait, I'm out in left field again. I've always thought that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that the, the seating, like the, the numbers in and of themselves, I don't, I've never understood why there isn't just one. Why, why did we have to go, like, 101? Why not just go – 11? Why not just go one through whatever it is and, oh, then, yeah. and, then, and, then, and, then, and then jump up to the 100 or the 200s after that? I mean, I get the concept of it. It's just always yeah, like levels, levels. It's all it is. But right. but at the same time, I don't know. Uh, there's something about being in section like five. It sounds much better than 105 or whatever it is. I don't I, know what that is. I but. just like I said, I think it'd be great if they just started like 100 is home plate, and yeah. then like evens are down the right field line and odds are down the left field line, and you just know where you're at depending yeah. on. Instead, you get 126 and you got to remember where's that at again. Oh, that's those are those are actually great seats. I'm right behind home plate. Why is 126 directly high, behind home plate? It's never made sense to me. Yeah. So to be clear, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna figure out what, and again, some of this comes down to value and seating and what's available and what's not. Uh, the first 10 minutes we're gonna allow, as I said, we got three minutes left on here on this poll. Um, just trying to get a feel for it here. Outfield's popular. Outfield's popular. The only thing about outfield that I don't like, I guess, is just the infield play. It's hard to really see what's going on in the infield when you're a, when you're a, when you're above in the 400s of the mezzanine. You got a decent chance to look down and kind of see what happens in the infield. Um, certainly, when you're in the outfield, though, it does feel like you're kind of more closer to the action per se, in a way. But I don't know. You, you said you like the outfield. You love the 400s. Um, I'm more of a mezzanine type 400 level kind of guy myself. Obviously, the infield box towards the end of the rows. Can I say something too about the, 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 the net? I noticed that I got really good seats one time from somebody. And I sat really like five rows back from the field. But I was down the line just a little bit. I feel like those were terrible seats. Because yeah. of the net, the net, the angle of the net, you could actually see the net versus when you're looking at it from like dead on, it really just, you gotta vanishes. be like, you gotta be like 10 rows back from the net for it. Not, it doesn't play a factor if you're like 10 rows back, but when you're up against it, then it plays a factor. It actually devalues those seats a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, I like the outfield cause the vibes are better. I feel like the, the fans are a little more rowdy out there. I like that. Elliot doesn't like that. That's right. I don't like that. I mean, I guess that's how they do it over there at Wrigley. But to be fair, our, our outfields are vastly different from yours. We've got ball hawks running around out there trying to push kids over. I won't mention who, but, I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch a game. I'm not <laughs> – but I won't, that, that's, that's all I'll say about that. Um, yeah, 400 levels are good pretty much anywhere in this. Again, here's the thing about these tickets. 
it really doesn't matter where we buy them because nobody's going to show up, so we can just move down anyway. That's, I mean, that's the bottom line is, is, I mean, that's the truth. That's a fair point. I didn't want to bring this up earlier because I, I try to stay out of the red stuff just so everyone doesn't hate me. But to add context to what you guys were talking about with uh, the fans not showing up yesterday, I looked up what every other team in the NL Central, what their, the attendance of their most recent home game was. Obviously, the Cardinals and Cubs had over 30,000 people. The Brewers had over 30,000 people. So the one team you can compare yourself to is the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Pittsburgh Pirates in their most recent home game had 29,000 fans. Yet you, yet, 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 yet you want to tell me that it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm sitting on my high horse. It's, in a, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard to argue that that's a baseball town, and that's, that's okay. Pittsburgh Pirates are drawing 29,000. Now it was a weekend and the Yankees were in town, but. <laughs> oh, here we go. I was just saying, it was the most recent home game. Yeah, I, I know the Pittsburgh Pirates, without a question, have probably similar attendance to us in, in all aspects. But at the same time, the Pittsburgh Pirates are dead franchise right now. They, they legitimately are, are in the basement outside the Cardinals, clearly. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Outfields wins the poll, by the way. Outfield wins the poll. Okay. Well, we'll see what they have. No promises, but we'll see what they have. All right. The last 10 minutes are this. And we'll, 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 we'll keep the banter going throughout this poll. But the, but the last poll is this. Um, would you rather have... Lower, like, uh, how do I say this? A lower row full season, so you'd have some weekdays. So, like, if you were drafting, there's a chance where you have to pick a weekday game. Or do you'd want just the weekend package, worse row? But actually, better seats all days, worse seats weekends only. Understand. That's that's probably the best of the two. That's like it's two options, and you still get a chance to get the weekends. Obviously, you get every single game. But as they say, when you get all eighty-one games, Elliot, some of those happen to be on weekdays. And when you're drafting, which is how this goes, right? Let's just say, for instance, we get twenty-five people in this group. My guess is we'll get more, but let's just say we get twenty-five people in this group. Everybody gives gets two games those two games cost you whatever for two tickets it costs you 80 bucks whatever whatever it ends up being you're also part of a pool where you get raffled off to get the opportunity to buy opening day tickets you're also in the pool to get raffled off to get a chance to buy um playoff tickets to every single game um that the reds play at home and i do believe they are on the the the, the cusp of being that Remember when the, the Bengals season tickets were, 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 were scoffed at? And you could, you could buy them. No problem. You want to buy them? You can buy them. Then Joe Burrow came to town, and all of a sudden, good luck getting season tickets. They're gone. I guess I'm shooting my shot. I think this young group's going to bring some special opportunities to watch Reds baseball in the near future. I'd like to have an opportunity to get face value tickets to the most meaningful games that, they'll, that, that, that could be played at that ballpark in the foreseeable future. How much do you think World Series tickets would go for if it was in this town? Uh, five thousand. Ooh, I don't think five thousand. 
I, I ooh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I think you get few level tickets. If if the Reds play, getting world, in four hundred bucks. I think four hundred to five hundred no bucks for view level, one hundred percent. No way, Dude, World they, Series they, game in Cincinnati, Chicago, Chicago. They it, for the Cubs playing in the World Series for the first time since nineteen forty five. They weren't five thousand dollars for view level. I mean, standing room only, maybe, but. Standing room uh, only is five hundred dollars. I would I would tell you that view level tickets will be less than five hundred dollars for the for the Reds playing in the World Series. I would say probably eight, I would say a thousand dollars. Five thousand is too much. A thousand dollars. I I would I'd bet pretty good money that it'd be under five hundred dollars. Now anything 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 in the lower bowl I think is going to go run you a thousand dollars, but just to get into the get to the field, get in the stadium, I think five hundred dollars is more than enough. Yeah, Kirby says standing room only, uh, game seven of the World Series, seven hundred bucks. Yeah, I think at Wrigley Field they were quite considerably more. But. Parker Perry in the chat saying there were fifteen thousand people there yesterday. If there were fifteen thousand people there yesterday, I guess I missed it, because there was legitimately nobody in that ballpark. And if you, if you need me to tell you that, then you need your eyes checked. Because there were not 15,000 people in the ballpark. To be fair to him, he checked. He probably checked the attendance record. There's a very vast difference between what they report and what actually occurred. They don't, I don't even know why they do that. I really don't. It really irritates me that they always, they always say that the number of tickets sold. Just let us know what the gate is. I want to know how many people walk through the turnstiles. Now, I know they don't have turnstiles. Maybe they can't. They can't. Yes, they can. They scan the damn tickets. So as soon as they scan the ticket, there's no doubt in my mind they know how many people actually entered the stadium. Not how many they sold, but how many people actually came in. To be fair to him, before you, but go ahead. You can continue to say that. Well, no, I was just going to, I mean, there was objectively, objectively, there was 5,000 people at that ballpark. Maybe, I mean, if you want to say 8,000, I'll, I'll go to 8,000. But if you, I mean, if you have a brain and you look at the seats and you see that the entire sections are empty... There's not 15,000 people at that ballpark. That's, you're, saying, you're saying a third of the ballpark was there yesterday? No. No. Nobody. Yeah. This isn't about whether you're a good fan or not a good fan. That's not what this is about. I'm not, this isn't about, oh, you have to go to the games to be a good fan. That's clearly an idiotic statement. That's just a dumb statement. It's just that we're not. Don't go beating your chest around town. Don't go to Reds Fest. Don't go around town in the offseason and say this is a great baseball town and it's one of the best baseball towns in the country. Because until I'm proven otherwise, until I see with my own eyes that we, that we, and I say we, collectively as a fan base, outdraw average franchises, it's hard for me to really say that with a straight face. This franchise to be clear has unbelievable baseball history it has unbelievable baseball history and it has great fans a lot of the fans i get it are not around the ballpark there's a lot of fans in west virginia there's a lot of fans from tennessee probably there's a lot of fans obviously in kentucky indiana certainly outside the suburbs of cincinnati as well Me and Nick do a show every single night, and there's 300-plus people in it. We love the fact that there's that much support for a team that we love. And I can't tell you how much we appreciate that. And our podcast numbers do unbelievably well, and I will tell you that we love that support. 
This isn't about the fact that there's not enough support for the Reds. It's just about the fact that we, we can't. We just can't be that bad again. Not when we're begging for a playoff team for the first time in how long. Yes, I get COVID. I get 2021. But this team, again, deserves our support. Maybe you could say the front office doesn't. Maybe you could say the ownership group doesn't. But it does seem like a losing battle if you're just going to sit there and try to fight the man your whole life and say that you don't want to go enjoy something because somebody that's got a million plus bucks and you're going to show them. Maybe I'm a loser for saying that. Maybe I have a loser's mentality for thinking that. And if everybody had the same mentality as you, you'd probably, you, you, I'd 100% agree, you'd get somewhere. But that's not what's going to happen. The Castellinis are going to own this franchise for as long as they'd like to own it. And I'm going to support the damn players. Because I think they deserve our support. All right, poll looks like it's pretty considerable. Um, at least it did the last time I checked. Pretty considerable. People rather have better seats and have weekday games as a part of the options or the opportunities that you have to pick from. So that basically tells me that you get the full season ticket plan. Yep. And, and I then, think it's the right option, I'm going to be honest. Because uh, you get – and again, I know this isn't the point of these seats – but you can literally sit wherever you want during the weeknight. So, I mean, you're going to have great seats. It's going to be worth the price. Okay. Fair enough. Until, 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 and I do believe this, until we have a team that's going to win 90-plus games. The Reds right now rank 18th in the MLB with an average of 24,000 fans. Yeah, I think they're 11th in the National League. Which isn't good. But right now, we have a game to win tonight. Fernando Cruz is starting the game. He will be uh, an opener, and we'll just do a bullpen game. The bullpen's carried us this far. They'll continue to carry us now. I will be there. If you are going to the game tonight, we can take over a section. You come DM me. You tweet at me. You do something. We'll take over a section tonight. Reds going to win against the Twins. We get a series win. I'll sing another song again tonight. If the Reds win a series, we'll sing a song. We'll sing a song. What song is it going to be? You got one on the top of your head that you're I think thinking it's or gonna no? Be, I think I told Reds Daily it would be like an All-American Rejects song. So we'll see. I don't know yet. I, it'll be a vibe thing. It'll be what I'm feeling. All right. But I'll enough. be there. Are you? So will you be there or not? Yeah, I, I, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I'm, gonna let pe I'm not going to let people boil, bu bully, blah, bully me and say that I'm not supporting this team because I'm, I'm not down there. You can't tell people not to, to go down to the ballpark when you don't go yourself. I'm going to go. I'm going. I literally will be there. Am I going to do the show right inside the stadium with you? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what we'll do, Elliot. I'll, I'll just I'll make sure my phone's good and charged. And I'll have Nick Kirby send me a link. But I do want to at least end on this. The Cincinnati Reds have been a blessing this year. And Joey Votto has been a blessing to watch for his entire career. If you can't get to the ballpark to enjoy it in person, at least soak up the moments that we have less with Joey. And I am holding out hope. A little small portion of my heart wants to believe and is willing itself and almost trying to speak it into existence that Joey Votto is going to get an opportunity to play a home playoff game somehow, some way. I know what that means. I know that means that we have to break the longest drought in MLB history in order for that to happen. Is that far-fetched? Maybe. But I'm going to believe it. 
But the percentages and the odds say these are the last five home games that Joey Votto will ever play at Great American Ballpark as a Cincinnati Red. Take it for what it's worth. But we do this show every single day, Monday through Friday, from 10 hey. to 12 p.m. Which means... Eastern Standard Time. Which means... Daylight Savings Time. We will be back here better than ever tomorrow. We hope you join us. Hopefully you still enjoy the show. Don't take for what I said too personally. But we just got to be a little bit better. And we will be. And we will be. Much love to you all. Maybe I'll see you tonight. If not, I hope to see you tomorrow right here, back on this very place that we call YouTube and the Internet. Love you. See you tomorrow.